Jabba, this is your last chance. Free us or die. <laughs> this is Return of the Pod. Right, sons, and welcome to Return of the Pod, a podcast about Star Wars and more, where we discuss and celebrate the movies, shows, books, comics, games, and everything else from the galaxy far, far away, and will occasionally journey to other galaxies. Every generation is a legend, every legend is a podcast, and this is ours. I am your host, disgraced Jedi and Force Mystic Brian Silliman. Joining me are the greatest co-hosts in the galaxy, starting with... Former Force-sensitive Assassin's Guild member turned droids rights activist, Caitlin Bush. Hello there. And the smuggler of the not-so-secret heart of gold, Capitan Matt Romano. Greetings. It's been a harrowing week full of adventure Ugh. and hardship. Ooh, but boy. the good news is that we have <laughs> secured the second piece of the key to the vault that contains the hottest take in the galaxy. Dear Liza, dear Liza, and we're light speeding our way to where the third piece theoretically should be. Theoretically, now, great. Our, our mm. old, yeah. <laughs> theoretically. Mm, now, okay. our old mysterious friend, the updates account, uh, po- blank updates, you know who I'm talking about, posted their own version of the wanted poster that is now going up everywhere. You both have seen this, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, it's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, it scares me. We're we're the stars of it, and and uh, let's just say we're wanted everywhere. It's nice to be Matt for people like you and I. It's nice for once to be wanted, isn't it? Well, I mean, it's nice to see my face out there. You know, I've been uh, trying to yeah, make that it's happen like for a while. But for this, you know, yeah, exactly wrong wrong thing. Yeah. All press is good press. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I, I, all I'm saying is, usually you and I are on posters that say unwanted. So <laughs> they say all it, sorts of things. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's nice that it's it's a bit of a difference there. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's for the excuse is for the theft of the Starbinger 2. So, but, you know, we've got more than a few bounty hunters on us. We just ran into some of them trying to get the second part of this key. Some sent for revenge. Some want the take. There's a lot of people after us now. They're yeah. all on the hunt for the take. It has begun in earnest. And some people are just joining in like one of your birthday car parades. People are just <laughs> yeah. see something happening. Oh, you're all shooting at these guys? They're just joining in because they're a-holes. So... It's one of those moments. It's like they'll all be coming now. Joining the bandwagon. <laughs> they are. But helping us sort through our ever-growing list of enemies is our reprogrammed IT interrogator droid AZ-00, a.k.a. Azu. Uh, yeah, yeah um, I'm glad you brought it up because your number of pursuers is growing, and uh, it may not just be bounty hunters anymore. Now, I'm not sure. I'm looking into it, so, you know. All right. Uh, anything that we should be worried about? As yeah, bad guys. These were being, according, we're being pursued by by people other than bounty hunters, is what you're saying, Azu. You don't know who though. No, if I knew, I would tell you. What I said was that you know I'm going, I'm looking into it. So maybe in like an hour or so, I'll have more information. But look, I don't know. You know, I said I'd look into it. That's what I'm doing. You know, I mean, come on. All right. 
But he's just floating there. You never know what he's doing. Just floating. No, just, he, just sitting there. Floating. Being creepy. I feel like he watches us. Yeah. Matt, don't don't antagonize him. He's 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 read some of the fan responses and he's been in a bad mood. So oh, for you wow. it's just a little bit a week you have to deal with this. With me it's every day. <laughs> sorry. Oh, okay. So so okay, yeah, well we'll sorry. look forward to, to hearing more about who who's after us and, and who's out to kill us and all that stuff uh at the end of the episode, okay, Azu? Yeah, that's exactly what I said would happen. So, All right. okay, just uh, <laughs> float away. Okay, well, we're recording on June twenty first, twenty twenty one. Well, there's two twenty ones in there. Isn't that fun? Hey, just wow. that just now. hey. <laughs> hey, isn't that Caitlin and Bush? Isn't that fascinating? It's so great. I'm Could so not happy. care less. <laughs> Could not possibly care less. <laughs> Numbers. Try some today. The letters of math. We have a new episode of of Star Wars: The Bad Batch. <laughs> They call themselves the Bad Batch. To discuss, but first, we're going to throw to Caitlin and Bush for some more on numbers and the date. Not really. We're going to throw to her for some news on the march. News on the march. Why, thank you, Brian. So, y'all, I don't know if you know, it's Pride Month. Uh, happy Pride Month. Mm-hmm. And we haven't really had much time happy to Pride. talk about this. Happy Pride. So the AV Club actually did a great interview uh, recently as of today that it published with uh, Leslie Headland, which a lot of people will know from mm-hmm. being the uh, creator of Russian Doll. And now she's going to be the showrunner for The Acolyte, which is, I guess, technically called yes. Star Wars The Acolyte, but The Acolyte. Uh, we don't yeah. know a whole lot about the series yet, but we know that it is, uh, you know, set during the final days of the High Republic and it is going to explore, quote unquote, a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers. So uh, it's going to be it's going to be very good. It's also the first female led series that we know of in all of this new slate of Star Wars stuff that we're getting. But what I specifically wanted to talk about was the AV Club brought up the idea of having queer characters in the Star Wars universe because it's not had the best, you know, running with actually including canon queer mm-hmm. characters. <laughs> um, I, I think mm-hmm. to the uh, the uh, the lesbian kiss in The Rise of Skywalker that just appeared at the very last second. So <laughs> the AV Club brought up this question of. You know, are you excited to be including potential LGBTQ plus characters to continue, you know, the added representation in Star Wars? Her answer was essentially yes. She did definitely quote to that great Mark Hamill quote where he says, if Luke is gay to you, then of course he's gay. Meaning kind of this understanding of fandom and a series that is completely made up. It can be whatever you want. If you enjoy it, you enjoy it in the way that you want to. Um, so she has this great quote that I want to go to. I suggest reading the whole interview. It's very fun. But she did have this to say about finally including not just characters that are queer in the series, but also including a bunch of creators behind the camera that identify as queer. So she says, it's a beautiful conversation to be having. Sometimes people think that representation just completely within media, meaning within the story, makes up for representation behind the camera. And that's, to me, even more important. Like I said, media representation is wildly important. But there's also this kind of nuanced conversation that I wish more people were having about people behind the camera and behind the scenes. Because I think that's really where you see real change occur and the real seismic shift in culture. So, uh, like I said, I suggest going and reading the entire interview. It's very fun. It's a fun Q&A. 
Um, and I even more am excited that the Acolyte is coming out because holy hell, that's amazing. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, I mean, what she does with that in general. But I think also it's in terms of the the canon as a whole, like books and comics are, are doing this. They're doing it more and more, including High Republic stuff. They're including a lot of this with not only side characters, but major characters now. And the book, the new canon books have done that for a while. Even in the comics, Dr. Afra had an epic romance and... Sinjur Rathvelis could be included on that list as well in the Aftermath series, one of my favorite book characters. But that has not made the leap over to, to uh, being to on screen. screen. Yeah. Who I mean, like the people who are going to be watching The Mandalorian on Disney Plus, that thing is that the audience there is huge. And then as soon as new Star Wars shows keep coming out in Disney Plus, you know that those people are also going to gravitate toward other Star Wars Disney Plus things. So it just really creates this continued space of inclusivity that is completely necessary within any popular culture within any creative endeavor um so i'm just i'm very excited to see what leslie and her team um do with the entire series if any universe should be inclusive and and encompass anything and everything it's star wars isn't it it's a big galaxy yeah. 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 Why not? <laughs> yeah. I mean, more, the more, more, more of that, the better. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> if any, I mean, not only is it the right thing to do, but also be creative. You know, yeah. let's, let's, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. And we talked about this in the, uh, the future of Star Wars episode we did a few weeks ago, but this is definitely one of the most exciting series because it's in a time period that we haven't seen in live action yet. It's yeah. kind of got like, I mean, they're all mysterious in what they're going to, these series are going to be about, but the Acolyte, like we have nothing to pull from other than like the book material. And like, even there, the, the writers of the High Republic, even though it takes place towards the end of High Republic, the writers of the High Republic have no idea what that is. Yeah. They are as of yet not involved with it. So so even they're like, we don't know. It's a mystery. Yeah. And I'll say too, in this interview, one of the things she talks about is that she has a her writing room. There are some writers, at least one in it, who has never really who before getting hired on had great ideas, but wasn't really a huge Star Wars fan. So they brought in this really fresh perspective as soon as they got did the research, watched the movies, watched the TV shows, read the comics and everything really came in with this fresh mindset of, you know, what's going to make sense to people and pull people in who maybe haven't been invested in this series for their entire dang lives so i i'm yeah. very excited uh, that's, that's, for, that's exciting yeah, for this show anyway uh that has been news on the march love that outro see we have an outro now mm. i know i was good. it's mm. it's a fantastic outro and well uh, more, more of the news on the march music is always good with that we're gonna charge back into star wars the bad batch they call themselves the Bad Batch. Now, we are going to discuss and celebrate the Kark and Criff out of this episode. We're going to go dank Varric Carabas crazy on it. For new canon reveals, we have our canon canon. We have hot takes along the way. We'll sound the hot take alarm. And if anything really blew our minds, we'll let loose with the seismic mind charge. Now, this episode has only been out for a few days, and we don't want to spoil you for any of it. So be warned that we are about... 
to get into severe spoiler territory. Everything and anything is going to be on the table. I'm talking the second season of Narcos. I'm talking about <laughs> the ending, the twist at the end of the movie Mother! Exclamation mark. Actually, there's no Ooh. twist there. Lowercase no M! Exclamation uh, but what it's yeah. it's all a big freaking thing. If actually, you know, whatever. But we're you know we're we're just gonna get into everything. It's my attempt in this episode to spoil everything that has ever been created, including things that have yet to be. Amazing. I don't even want to be on this episode. No, that's actually not true. But we're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna go ape. We're gonna go ham. We're gonna go hog freaking right royal wild with what's going on. So if you don't want to be spoiled when you hear the spoiler klaxon, you know to turn back. But please come back and listen after you do watch because you know we'd still love to have you. We don't want to exclude you. But yeah, with no. that it is time to sound the spoiler klaxon. That's right, it's me. I thought he would never shut up. It's me. It's Verne. He just went on for so long. Sometimes he just starts talking and he doesn't know where he's going. Where is me? Verne, I always know where I'm going because my train, my magical train, it's on rails and a train on rails yep. can't get lost except in that one movie. What is mm-hmm. that, Kate and Bush? <laughs> There's a clear order in which you should watch <laughs> Star Wars The Bad Batch, Episode 8 and then listen to our podcast. Okay, here we go again. Punch it. Good soldiers follow orders. Star Wars The Bad Batch 1.8, released on June 18th, 2021 on Disney+, Plus, directed by Stuart Lee, written by Christian Taylor, story editor Mac McNavitz, the title... Reunion. Yes, mm. we probably expected from this title the reunion referred to Crosshair. Crosshair! Back in the mix. What a reunion it was. Matt, yeah. you ready to get caught up in it? Oh, I'm caught up in it, baby. <laughs> no, don't buy it. It stinks. <laughs> anyway, uh, we expected it. Fans were expecting it. An episode called Reunion, and we had no- noted last week it's been a while since we caught up with old, uh, with old Crosshair. And we do. Yeah. And we do get re- yeah. reunited with Crosshair, but we get reunited with somebody else as well. Mm-hmm. An old enemy from Star Wars, the Clone Wars. Sir, yes, sir. And oh. yeah, it happens at the very end of this episode. But you know what? I don't want to wait. So I'm just wow. going to go for it. Wow, you're just going for it. Why? Okay. Why? Right. We're just going to address the moochie in the room. Oh. Everybody, <laughs> the man in the hat is back to paraphrase the poster for Indiana Jones in the last crusade. That's right. The biggest, baddest bounty hunter of the prequel era, Cad Bane. Oh, Cad Bane. Oh, Bane. I'll take on any job for the right price. Mind blown. Yeah, I was not expecting that. Oh, wow. And that's a legit mind blown. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so was last week. That was some good dirty water. But (laughs) this time, I excuse me, uh, Mr. Crosshair. Now, that is how you twirl a toothpick, sir. That. See what he's doing? That's how you do it. This is true. We know this. This we know. We know this. We know this. We know this. We know this. So... Okay, Cad Bane, legendary Duros bounty hunter based on Levon Cleef from The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, last seen in season four of Star Wars The Clone Wars. So it's been years since we last saw him. The show hadn't even, The Clone Wars hadn't even left the first time when we saw him last. So, because it was in season four in the whole Obi Wan, Reiko Hardeen, Obi Wan gets yeah. shaved 
fiasco. <laughs> the most terrifying episode of television yeah. I've ever seen in my life. Well, time for a shave. Yeah, I, don't need to, I mean, it's, oh man, it, uh, that's still, still nightmare Haunts fuel me. for Caitlin, which yeah. we'll get into. We got more night fuel, nightmare fuel coming just in case you were worried. But still, of course, voiced by the legendary Corey Burton, who in terms of Star, who does so many voices in, in the voiceover industry, but in terms of Star Wars, does, again, many, many voices, but um, is, is best known for Count Dooku and Zero the Hut. <laughs> wow. So the range. Not even That's range. The yeah. Same, yeah. And I think I believe he also uh, did Baron Papanoida for that one mm. uh, for the Papanoida episode. So to go from Count Dooku, I, I can't really do a Count Dooku. It's so it's hard to do. Ooh, yeah, but yeah then, it's a lot oh, going from, on there. I'm so sorry, little lady, <laughs> which I also can't do. But and then to go for it to do this, it's like where Padawan. You can do that one. <laughs> one out of three ain't good. Uh, but it's that that is, as you said, Caitlin, that is some range. Now, Bane, Cat, Mr. Bane, Cat Bane, he's changed his outfit a little and he's changed his hat, too. Yeah. Smaller brim, but it suits him well. Swaggering about in a garish new hat, he seemed to say, look at me, Rex Banner, I have a new hat. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about hats. And, and characters who wear hats in Star Wars a couple weeks ago, I believe we were talking about Cut Laquane and farmer hats. Yeah. And usually you got hoods, you got helmets. Mm-hmm. You don't see a lot of hats in no. Star Wars, except for Cad Bane breaks the mold in more ways than one. And also he's back with his uh, with his the the tubes on his cheeks connected to something. Yeah. He's a trendsetter, man. The season four arc, he, they just yeah. yeah, they just took those. He just took those off. I'm like, I guess you don't need those. Because he puts them on and takes them off whenever he doesn't want. <laughs> he got, so we'll his, see he got what him else done. He, can do. he got him done. He got him now, fixed up. I don't yeah, know. he's like he got it done. Then he, he needs like job. no, I, yeah. I, I want them redone. I want them back on. Um, man, I, I'd give anything to be able to do a better Cad Bane. I'll workshop work it. On it. Sorry, work on it. I'll workshop it. Um, now, at some point in this episode, we heard the Kaminoans are going to send other bounty hunters, but for whatever reason, I didn't think it would be Cad Bane. And we'll get to the mm-hmm. specifics of that scene when it comes, when it actually comes up. But I'm I just, <laughs> what did I write here? But me excited. That's what my notes. <laughs> me excited. Um, excited. Yeah, it, it, which is true. Yeah, but, and, and yeah, it's yet another Clone Wars character popping in and, you know, Omega crack corn. I don't give a f- <laughs> Whoa! Yes, yeah, is, yeah. is is what's going on. I just I mean, don't, and yeah. it, it sets the stage for something we've been talking about for a while. Something that we thought this series could theoretically do. So before we even get into it, I have a hot take. Oh, oh wow! Sound the alarm. We haven't even gotten through also, anything yet. <laughs> I know it's more of a hot prediction oh, in okay. a way. Take slash take diction. Mm. Um, so bear with me. Now we know. The, there was a Cad Bane Boba Fett arc for the Clone Wars that was never finished. One that would see Boba take the mantle of best bounty hunter around from Bane, and it would have been the end of Bane. We know this. We know this. We do notice. We, we know this. Animatics of that scene exist. Dave Filoni showed them at Celebration Anaheim, and they were all over YouTube. The arc, however, was not finished, and it was not part of Clone Wars Season 7. Now, we know why they didn't use it, at least partially, because at least those animatics of that gunfight with Boba and Bane is used here. The scene at the end of this episode with Cad Bane and Hunter, their standoff, is very, very similar to those animatics. Instead wow. of Boba, it's Hunter. 
Atlanta. That said, what we really wanted was the ultimate Boba Bane confrontation, right? Yes. That's what we wanted. Yes. So we so we thought maybe Mandalorian, maybe Clone Wars Season 7. But for that to be possible, you need two players. You mm. need two players for the Boba Bane confrontation, and we officially have one. We've got the talented Mr. Bane. So <laughs> here's the take prediction 17 years later. Yes. And I am not the only one who thinks this because many of our listeners have written in predicting the same thing. Now, it won't play out the same way as it would have before, because obviously, because Omega and the Batch are involved. But Cad Bane, back in the mix. He is a bounty that's worth a lot. At some point, it's ma- it makes perfect sense, doesn't it, for this series to bring in Boba Fett, still voiced by Daniel Logan. It almost makes more sense for this series to do it because of the Kaminoan Omega stuff. Boba knows the Kaminoans. They sent out a bounty, so he's going to be all over this one way or another. So we've got Cad Bane. All we need is the other player, Boba. And I think it's only a matter of time before this show brings in Boba Fett and whether it's an arc or an ongoing thing, we don't know. But Boba Fett and Cad Bane will on this series, settle their business and the baton will be officially passed. And it gets even better because we've said before, you bring in Boba, we have Fennec Shand already. You could show their first meeting. Yep. And we've got Book of Boba Fett coming in December. The Boba Sans going on right now between (laughs) all of that and War of the Bounty Hunters in the comics. Um, And they could do it long form too. It doesn't have to be just here's an arc, here's three episodes where Cad Bane dies. It can be a long form thing now on this show and they they can draw it out. Anyway, longtime listeners know that I love Cad Bane, so I screamed for joy when this happened. I didn't expect it just for because Ooh. I feel like it once more. Mind blown. Wow. We get you a glass of water. You- Caitlin Ambush, <laughs> do you think I'm close to the mark with that take or way off? I mean, yeah, sure. I don't think it's the most insane take in the world. It's not the worst one that you've had. Not the most insane take in the world. What, uh, well, how about is impressed. also 12 polka dot elephants are going to come in the same time Boba does, and they're all going to fart magic. Whoa. Wow. Sure. Excited. Is that the a force, more insane the take? For, the force is unknowable, my friend. Uh, That's all for I have a second, family. I thought you were going to say ineffable. <laughs> Matt Romano, what what are you, what are your thoughts on 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 that screed? No, I think that's uh, dead on. That I just blurted out. I think do, it's do dead you think, on. Now, how, how do you think it could it could change? I mean, do you want that? Would you do you want that to happen? I definitely want that to happen, and I think that it, that's ultimately what we're going to get because it's that Darth synergy at work. You know, right now there's yeah. a, a reason we're kind of being hit yeah. over the head with Boba Fett, and uh, I think this is all working to enrich the show we're going to get in December. I mean, I think a lot of this is going to come back to play and it's going to be good to have this background. Will we get a live action Bad Batch? Yeah. I mean, I mean, you never know. I mean, the implications are crazy. I mean, that the, what the, yeah. they all die. Omega doesn't make nobody makes it to that time in, in the timeline. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. I was thinking about this this past week. It's like we don't see them as Star Wars Rebels, do we? No. And it's it's not that they I mean, that arc had been written and animatics were of it when star Wars rebels was happening. So it would have been hard to bring them in there. But so at some point, if they survive, they'll have to explain that it's yeah. like, Oh, they got whooshed to the other side of the galaxy <laughs> by some space. There's whales. some space whales. We'll bring, yeah. We'll, we'll, when we need a new show, we'll bring them back. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> so at some point, um, 
So, Caitlin on Bush, what was your reaction when you heard the voice? When Cad showed up, you mean? Yeah. I was not expecting it at all. Not yeah. at all. No. I Complete mind blown. I just kind of sat there and I went, oh, yeah. that happened. That ha- That happened. That happened. Yep. <laughs> Matt Romano, your reaction from you. You heard you hear the voice. It's unmistakable. Yeah. I was I was I was shocked and then until I wasn't shocked because I was like, ah, Cad Bane. It was like, oh yeah, Cad Bane, definitely. We we talked about this. He this was definitely fun. Of show course. <laughs> of That's course. The thing. It's like fun. not I'm once having fun. We're all did, having fun here. Yes. <laughs> 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 it, well, that's the thing. It's of course. I, I was like, "Oh my god!" I screamed, and I'm like, "Of course, yeah." Of it's course. like, "Of course, it's him." Yeah. And because what you nailed on, Matt, is is Darth synergy. Yes, yeah. for so not only that, but for so many reasons. If anything, I would have thought they'd bring in Boba before, but this is even better. No, this is even better because we have we have a lot of show left to tell, and this is like you know we yeah. get to spend a few episodes with Cad Bane, and then you know get the one two punch. As we get to the finish yeah, line with Boba Fett. It, it's just yeah. joyous. And and again, I, I, I does this make it feel like Clone Wars season eight? Maybe also if it does, I don't care. I don't care. Star I don't Wars. care. Thank God. Yeah, I don't it's, care. It's Star Wars. It's all that. And as a lot of listeners continue to point out, that's kind of necessary. Yeah. The Batch is finding their own identity. So is this show. And the further along we get, the more as they establish themselves, the more it will establish itself as its own show. Yeah. It's a continuation of this whole thing. So I'm just in it to win it, quite frankly. There you go. And uh, I'm just going to sit down and say thank you. For the right Now, let's price. get into the... Let's, <laughs> oh, sorry. There we go. There oh, man, that was good. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. No notes. <laughs> no notes. Um, so let's actually start where the episode actually picks up on Camino. What do you know? Hey. And Crosshair reports to Lamasu and Rampart about the intel from Braca from the Braca Scrippers. Uh, Clone Force 99 is on Lorraine Braca. Lama Sue says they are assets. Bring them in alive. Rampart, quick counterpoint, says, no, just kill them. Okay, another good point. Crosshair is off to Bracca okay. with a battalion of reg clones as well as his very loose, quote unquote, elite conscript club. Yes. So we still got, I know, Caitlin, you're still crying every night about ES1. You're still oh, every not over night. that. Every night. Matt, yeah. uh, now, now every day, does the loss of ES1 get a little bit easier for you or are you still there? You know, I, I, I was carrying around his ashes for a few days and then I, I had to move on with my life. I thought I thought I saw something carrying something strange recently. Yeah, is that weird? Is that too dark? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's you, what know, you ended up right. using them as coffee grinds yesterday. Yeah. And Ooh, delicious. Let's just say we all had headaches by <laughs> one PM. It that's was why weird. I felt so weird. Day. Oh god. Oh yeah. God. It was a it was that's caffeine. <laughs> just this just like let's take a few sips because you know you gotta have a few sips no matter what, and then let's just dump that batch. Oh, yeah, Talk, about no good. Bad, yeah, yeah. Talk about a bad batch. Talk about a bad batch. Am I right, guys? Caffeine <laughs> <laughs> with the S one's ashes. The conscripts they're terrible here. troopers, but boy do they make a good cup of coffee. We're in cannibalism territory now, I just like to point out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're on Braca. The batch is still here for some reason. They're on Braca. I didn't expect they're they're on Braca. Or I expected Crosshair to say they were on Braca. Surely they're somewhere else now. <laughs> nope, they're still there. And Wrecker is teaching Omega how to disarm explosives in her lesson of the week. It's a merry little exchange with these two. Echo calls them in, and a scrapper is watching. And I like that both Echo and Wrecker clock him. And yeah. he's over there, and they're like, yep, so um, it's like, yeah, you're There's not going to fool these guys. And Echo says, stay casual. Stay casual. And so they walk 
<laughs> Again, don't in their suspicious. full armor, yeah. past these guys openly looking at them, and it's don't be suspicious, don't be suspicious, don't be suspicious, don't be suspicious. And I was like, You are both very suspicious, yes, you are what they might say a little bit sus. Uh, mm. Okay, so they end up getting into it with uh, the three scrappers, and at one point, Wrecker is just holding a floating platform all by himself, yep. but eventually they knock all three of them out, and they're back to the cruiser. Here, Echo and Hunter, they go at it, not not making out with words. <laughs> um, they don't go all out of, out of room sieges. So you use that term really interchangeably, and I think we need to figure out something different Caitlin, you anyway. have to give me this. It's been a while since I've done out of room sieges. Yeah. You have we're, to give me that. Yeah, it has on. been. It's a good one, though. You do, you do have to give me that. Yeah. They're bickering. They're going at it. And uh, pretty much it boils down this time when they're going at it. Again, I mean, in the <gasps> way of bickering, not making out. Although anything's on the table. Uh, Echo says we should leave. Hunter says we should get more money. I'm like, <laughs> it always comes down to that, doesn't it? We should go. We should get money. Hey. Okay. These are two two interesting it's points. Now, circle exactly. of life. Yeah. It's money and leaving. <laughs> That's my circle, anyway. Everything the light touches. Or do we get money? <laughs> okay, that's good. Um, now, this, where are they going to get the money? There's a big potential haul in this cruiser. It's not just for getting your chips out. Yeah. There's money to be made. It's got everything. Oh, everything. oh this cruiser has everything. 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 Get in, we're loser. We're getting our chips out, and then we're going to get artillery off this cruiser. Uh, now, Tech has scanned the armory and the artillery bay, and they have not been fully offloaded. And he says the Dianoga must have kept the scrappers at bay. We get just a handful of goods here. We'll clear them with Sid. And I just write all in caps, or you could get off the planet right now. And they say, I'm like, nice. no, okay. And echoes the voice of reason saying, we're soldiers, not arms smugglers. There's no republic for us to rely on anymore. We're presented with an opportunity here. We have to take it. And I think of, of Beckett, and I think there's a lesson to be learned here. But still, it's Hunter's not wrong. They do have yeah. to, you know, make some good coin. But at make the same living. point, ec Echo's like, we should go is smart. Um, They're both yeah. right. E e They're both right. They're both right. They're both yeah. right, but in a way, I feel like Echo's a little more right. Yeah. That's because you know what happens next. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I have the benefit of seeing all the storylines happening at once, which is <laughs> the joy of a television show, I guess. Uh, so anyway, uh, so Tech says there's also valuable intel on the bridge. So I guess we're staying okay. into the ship. So Tech goes to the bridge to get the power on and get that intel. The rest go plundering. Omega finds explosives, which Wrecker will like. He also finds a ton of of proton torpedoes. Yeah. The lights then come on. Thanks to tick. All the powers back on tech needs Omega on the bridge for reasons. And so she goes Hunter and echo have another convo. It's round two. They go at it again, again, bickering, not making out <laughs> helmet on helmet. Thank be clunky. I'd watch it. A lot of clanking. But, yeah. You know, uh, no, yeah. I'd watch it. I'd, yeah. I'd be like, good. Okay. This mm -hmm. is, this is, this is storytelling. Um, but this makes more sense. Now, there, there are different, more differing views. Echo mostly thinks they should have gone with Rex, mm -hmm. where I think, Matt Romano, I, are you surprised by this, that Echo is is already thinking, yeah, 
because he's very familiar with Rex and it probably bring it up memories of fives or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I think it makes a lot of sense. It does. But Hunter's thing is, well, he's on a different path. Yeah. And that path ultimately is to go and be on sling it for Jupas and appear on Star Wars Rebels and retroactively <laughs> exactly. appear in Return of the Jedi. Exactly. Caitlin and Bush. We don't know what the hell path the Bad Batch is on. And that's so much part of the the point of the show. Isn't it's a it? journey. Yeah. yeah. Which we respect. We respect the journey. Ultimately, Echo again says, Hunter, we're soldiers. What other path is there? And I think that sounds like a series long question to me. So Omega arrives on the bridge. Tech has the intel and hands Omega a data rod so she can transfer it. And here's a, a tech moment with Omega. We've all had the batch having their familiar moments with her. And of this group, based on this exchange, I'd say tech is the worst when it comes to <laughs> talking and, and, and talking with kids and everything else. Because Omega's yeah. looking out over the, over the console to the vast fields of junk, and she just asks, why did I like a child? What was the war like? It was a primary mission objective comprised of battles on various fronts. <laughs> and Omega's like, yeah, but what was it like? I just told you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Very literal, this one. No, that makes perfect sense. Tech sees everything technical. You know, he he's like he's like the most robot of all of them. He's more robot than Echo is, you know, in, yeah. in a Ooh. sense. You know, I mean, Ooh, that's, well, that's cold. It is, well, not a little cold, but I mean that in the best way possible. I agree. Yeah. He just he doesn't know how to read the situation. There's no humanity to tech because he's like, I just plug it in and do it this way. And that's how he talks to Omega. He's all logic. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I'm not against, but I, I guess I was, I thought you were slamming Echo a little no, bit. No, Echo, more. I'm just that, saying Echo is more human. Like, Echo, uh, for all of his so you're saying, cybernetics, you know. He, yeah. he, well, he's pretty much a cyborg. Yeah. But well, he's not pretty much, no, pretty much better. I mean, but he's possibly the most human of all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Even though he's an Echo of a human, he's the <laughs> most human clone yeah. of all. <laughs> no, not really. Okay. So. Wow. But it, it's it also I, 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 I love a character because I do this. I don't talk down to and I get called out on this a lot. I don't talk down to children. I talk to them like they're anybody else. I talk to them like a, they're, they're another person and they just will understand what I'm saying. And some kids really enjoy that. And others are just baffled by it right. and have like, no idea what to you? make of me. Yeah. yeah but and, and so I I like that tech is I don't think he's pulling that tactic. I think he's just oblivious. He just sees flesh being he doesn't teach child or what i think right. you're right matt and that yeah. it's like he's almost seeing binary when yeah, he looks yeah, at her. exactly he's like <laughs> female yes. child i don't have to give you anything but this answer yeah yeah i mean like, come what? on so uh, meanwhile there's a button blinking and it's it's the proximity sensor and he says it's probably just a short circuit but nope it's three shuttles flying in not more scrappers it's the empire now we take a quick trip back to camino where nala say and lama Su are having a little check-in with each other in the glowing ladle chair room <laughs> they can no longer delay their contingency is being threatened and they've called on further assistance. Nala say mm. says they already have someone on this, and Lama Sue counters. Yeah, as long as we have one of these bounty hunters deliver the young clones intact, that is all that should concern us. So pretty much, they don't say this out loud, but they did send Fennec. They have bounty hunters out there, and their contingency is tied up in Omega Dadoi. Now, who's the further assistance? It's Cad Bane. We've already gotten there. We skipped ahead a little yeah, bit. Yeah. No fault of my own. We just skipped right there. <laughs> the, the, though I'm curious once again is if they have a hotline to Boba. Yeah. Because 
yeah, he grew up there. You know, I'm betting that they do. Caitlin and Bush, do you think the the between Tanwi, Nalase, and and Lamasu, one of these long necks has a hotline to Fetster? Do you think? I would hope so. That you have a way of getting in contact with the like son of your creator. Yeah, in a in a lot of isn't it weird that oh, oh his dad's dead. It's like helmet went flying off in the arena that he didn't go back to Camino. Yeah. Wouldn't that like if my if I was cloned on Camino and I went out with my dad and he got his head cut off by Samuel L. Jackson, I'd go back to Camino. And you just walk down the hallway and be like, Dad, 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 dad. <laughs> <laughs> the, the trauma. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That that would be kind of a nightmare, wouldn't yeah. it? Might be a bit much. Yeah. Well, I hadn't yeah. thought of it like that. Yeah. <laughs> but like also, I mean, you think about it. He was like brought up by this man who uh, is a, a, you know, just man trying to make his way in the world. And so I feel mm-hmm. like Boba 100% would have just taken that upon himself. He says, well, I want my dad's legacy now. My dad didn't want to stick around Camino. So why would I? I'm going to go do what he was doing. Good point. Yeah, that's I a- don't need anybody, and I'm going to break all the rules. And as we know from Clone Wars, one of the first things he wants to do is get revenge on one Mr. Mace Windu, attorney at law. <laughs> anyway, right. back to Bracca. Who is leading this group of Imperials? Matt, who we got? Crosshair! You'll get caught up in it. Get there caught up in it. Yeah, Crosshair's <laughs> team isn't picking it. Listeners, it took us two tries to get that. <laughs> Just so you know, <laughs> behind the scenes moments, Crosshair's team isn't picking up any signals because they're being jammed. Jammed. Nobody gives Crosshair the raspberry. Now, he tosses his toothpick away and he Crosshair knows that's because they're still on board because he knows the Batch's playbook and they're still using it. Yeah. Don't you? Caitlin and Bush, let me ask you this. If you're in the Bad Batch and you know one of your group is now actively working against you, the first thing you do is throw out the playbook and make a new one, right? I would hope so, but I also feel like they're holding on to this idea that Crosshair isn't really, you know, he's still their brother. They 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 don't want him to be the bad guy. And even on top of that, too, I mean, I was thinking about this. They have uh, this, this member of the Bad Batch who obviously is able to, you know, think like them, et cetera, et cetera. But he also ultimately loses here because he now is one of the good soldiers who follow orders. He still doesn't think like he used to anymore. He still doesn't think like the Bad Batch. So, I mean, he's kind of riding the strange line between knowing kind of their usual tactics, but then not being able to keep up with them as they keep changing the narrative. Mm -hmm. It's true because they do adapt and he can't. And since he's a good soldier who follows orders now, one thing he can't he can't do is improvise and yeah. they can or at least he can't do it as well i'm not saying throw i mean don't throw away the scrapbook keep mm-hmm. your memories but throw away the playbook because yeah. it's the hope that ki- the, the hope that kills you yeah uh so he orders some other sure. troopers to take a shuttle and fu- yeah you know you know what i'm talking about <laughs> come on caitlin it's time for some biscuits with the boss come on don't pretend like you don't get the reference okay so they go and take take a shuttle, go to the, go find their ship and lock it down, which they do. And those are just clone regs. We got a mix here is what we got. We got a little. It's like one of those royal dance cookie tins, Matt. You know those? <laughs> oh yeah, the blue ones. I love those. The blue which tins. Do you like? If you had to choose, the swirl or the cookie pretzel? I think I go for cookie pretzel every time. Yeah, Caitlin, same question. Cookie pretzel. Yeah. Wow. I'm I'm share that with you every time because I'm a swirl man. I'll share that with you guys. <laughs> Because, I mean, I like All both, right. but it always comes down to those two, okay, right? Okay, yeah. It's like, oh, sure. you're, you're yeah. just, you're just, 
where is he going? No, sure but it's, it's because you always have to choose. So this is a royal dance cookie tin of of conscripts and regular clones. Everybody's going to understand that but, reference. Everybody. Yeah, everyone's going to understand they, that. Hey, everyone should. <laughs> this is the quality okay. content that everyone came here for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm so confused as to what we've been doing. We're on. Now, the, the batch now has to get off the cruiser with all of their stuff. They've got a lot of stuff now. They're holding proton torpedoes, big crates of explosives, and they have to get off. And they actually say this in a covert way. Yes. <laughs> Good oh, luck, boys. guys. Yeah. <laughs> Get on down there, boys. <laughs> now, Tech cuts into their comms, saying Crosshair is heard saying to push them to the hangar where they can pin them down. The batch was going to go to the hangar, so they changed plans to go to the artillery deck. And I'm thinking red flags. Oh, yeah. Red flags. Red flags here. Exactly mm. what happened. It's like Crosshair's playing them yep. in this moment. And they get there, and troopers swarm in ES4 with a giant flamethrower. Tapping our comms to track our movements. So predictable. <laughs> so it turns out the red flag was justified. Yet again, he's reading their playbook, but... Can he adapt as the episode goes on? Caitlin and Bush says no, and so do I. Wrecker says, <laughs> Nice to see you too, Crosshair. Tech <laughs> then whispers to Echo to scomp in and activate the cannons, which will collapse the whole deck. Now, here's a bit of cannon, mm. and here's something that I didn't realize was a thing in Star Wars until this episode. Oh. I was like, scomp. It's like, I, I've heard that before, and I'm like, here's what it is. Did you guys know what that was when you heard it? Because if you no. didn't, I'm about to explain it. It's Please. Really yeah, exciting. I don't think I did. Yeah. This is going yeah. to be fa Caitlin's favorite five minutes of her day. Five right minutes. Here. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no. We'll try and trim that down. I'm sure you will in post. Anyway, yeah. Scomp is the name for the plug that jacks into systems that astromechs have and droids have and use all the time. It's what Echo has on his arm. Oh, um, it's a little, it's, little it, that's drill actually, thingy. Yeah, yeah, it's a scomp. It's a scomp link, and when you're it, you're not jacking in, you're scomping in. It also cool. uh, you'll remember from playing Jedi Fallen Order, repairing BD One's scomp link is a major thing in that game. Once you finally and repair his scomp link, that's yeah. what that remember is. you can get into treasure boxes and areas you couldn't get into before. Yeah. So I thought it was just from that. Seriously, didn't know that that's what it was called. I didn't until know that either. I looked. Yeah, I heard Fantastic. that. I was like, oh, is that what I think it is? And I looked it up, and sh 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 sure as the rain comes down on your wedding day, <laughs> there it was. I didn't know it. So for Scomp being the name of that thing, cannon, cannon, fire! <laughs> Woo! You learn something new every day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for, for, for Caitlin learning, cannon, cannon, fire! <laughs> Hunter tries to tell Crosshair <laughs> that he's being controlled by the inhibitor chip and Omega backs him up and says, yeah, remember what I said in the premiere that, you know, you don't have a you don't have any say in this. It's, it's OK. Not your fault. Crosshair Crosshair's response. Yeah, it's not your fault. Crosshair's response to this entire exchange. Aim for the kit. Yeah. Wow. Right. Woo. And Asshole. yeah. Yeah. And I think that is where I'm done with Crosshair. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. this is I've where I'm done with this. Yeah, this yeah, really I, solidified. You it. have mm -hmm. I, I, the batch is still holding out hope, and I know a, a lot of listeners are pointing out because we're thinking, oh, they know how to get chips out now. Are they going to try and save him? Even if they do get his chip out, a couple listeners have have written this to me. Even if they do get his chip out, Crosshair may just stay with the Empire. 
Yeah. He may prefer it that way. Well, here's the thing. He may just, I mean, yeah. Oh, go, I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm yes. sorry to butt in no, here. No, no, no. I want, I want, I'm desperate to hear from you, Matt I'm just because like, I'm, re- I'm really heated about this because here's the, what I understand is, you know, even though the chip activated him, like, did it make the clones evil? Like, you know, I just thought it made, just made them follow that one order, but they're still kind of the clones. But did it make them like bad people? Because the clones were never bad people, you know, like I right. can't imagine like even if Rex still had the chip in, I can't imagine Rex pointing a gun at a child. You know, I just feel like he'd just still be following orders. The orders are never to kill children unless they are now. Maybe that's the new world with the Empire. I don't know. Well, I mean, his orders were Rampart says just kill them. But also, and it's the, their aggressive tendencies are ratcheted up. And let's not forget that in the premiere, he had his he had his chip, you know, let's bump it up to 11 in the premiere. That's true. Sure That's right. I forgot right. about that. That's you know, right. So mm-hmm. he's like, he doesn't just have a chip. He has a chip with some super programming in there. <laughs> it's turned to 11. Matt, now, yeah. now, now put the knife down. <laughs> and because I know you're getting heated, just put it down. Well, now I'm not heated anymore. Bush. Yeah. Do you have a mm-hmm. counter to Matt Romano's heated remarks about crosshair? No, I think he's a piece of <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Succinct and brilliant, as always. <laughs> Crosshair is a piece of <laughs> Cannon, cannon, fire! <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I'm like, okay, how much of this is you just being toxic? Yeah. And how much of this is the chip? Right. Yeah, oh, all that nastiness, that, well, that was all the chip. I mean, I've played that card before, and it doesn't last long. It's like, because you have it taken out, and you're still a jerk. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's the chip. It's like, yeah, we took that out of you a month ago. What's your excuse now? You're just mean. Uh, th- 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 there's another chip. <laughs> it's It just keeps growing back. <laughs> okay. Thankfully, um, the cannon is set off. This scomping works. The cannon set off. Clones go flying. Confusion. Batch starts shooting. Omega busts out her bow and helps taking out two of them. Record just, I, I, I bet you like this moment, Matt Romano, because I did. He just picks up one clone and throws him. Oh, man. He take, picks up another clone and just throws him right hey, out the Wrecker window. Wrecker is back in this episode. No more headache, yeah. Wrecker. Yeah. He's back to quipping. Yeah. He's throwing people off the and ship. I love it. Fantastic. Feels he's good. quipping. He's helping. Yeah. He's teaching. He's loving. He's <laughs> learning. He's throwing. He's fighting. Exactly. And never once is there the word headache uttered nope. at all. No, and he hits his head a few <laughs> times. God. I'm waiting for him to get up and be like, oh, you know. Like, oh, man. Oh, right. That, that runner is done. Anyway, so... ES-4 blocks their escape and shoots flames. Wrecker hurls the proton torpedo right at her and yells, Direct hit! Direct hit! Yeah! And the cool thing here, the sound effect here is great because it's like a, it makes a dong. Yeah, exactly. It's the clonk. It's the same thing you hear during the battle in Revenge of the Sith when you see the big shells coming out of the huge guns making those sounds. The same sound. Perfect. And I, I just little details like that just really make it. Now they're in the ion engine chamber, which is I I, I don't have a joke. I was try I was gonna do a joke. I'm like, it's not the time. We gotta we gotta move on. Now their only <laughs> other way out is through the ion chamber. Oh, here's what I wrote. I wrote, I don't want to be in there. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, not when that that's a bad place to be. It's I'm, not fun. I'm like, I, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to go in there. Caitlin said Caitlin's on the brochure. The quote is, it's not fun. Caitlin and Bush. It's like, <laughs> we want to put this on the brochure. It's like, it's the only quote we got, man. <laughs> so meanwhile, Crosshair gets up, gets his crib together, calls for a shuttle. The batch is escaping through the engine. It's the uh, there's not a hatch somewhere or something. 
You blast Thank you. Why would there out? be? I mean, there, there's no people in there. You don't need people in there. Yeah, it, it's like, so the only way out is to walk through an engine. I'm yeah. like, okay. So that's going to sure. be like the, 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 just the cold open of yeah. Fast of Fast and Furious 10. <laughs> we got to walk through a giant engine. Okay, and that's just the cold open. So they're walking through this engine. It's not what they thought tech meant. <laughs> He doesn't full on say we're going to walk through this engine. He has another convoluted way of saying it, including the word egress. Yes. Like he uses the word the egress. wrong audience. Yep. <laughs> but Omega's word. amazed by this. And I love this exchange. Omega says, I've never been inside an ion engine before. And Wrecker says, it would be weirder if you had. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know many kids your age that have been inside one. So. Not surprised. Love it. Tech explains how some of it works before Wrecker cuts him off with a no one cares. Keep moving. Yeah. And this is where, Matt, you're right. He's back. He's back. He's Just like, he's, everything's great. Big man's back. <laughs> now they're almost out, but there's a shot and there's damn crosshair in the way again. Shuttles all around. The batch doubles back and it sounds like the engines are coming back online to burn them alive. Crosshair wouldn't do that, would he? Yeah, he, he would. would. Mm -hmm. Omega says, what do we do? And they say, what about Plan 7? And Echo says, Plan 7 has nothing to do with this situation whatsoever. And I'm so curious as to what Plan 7 oh, is. Oh, and you know we're Same. getting it. You know that's going to be. Oh, yeah. This is okay. This is interesting. Matt Romano, do you think plan seven is the beginning of a runner that will come back to pay off? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I can't think of a, a, a good reference right now. You never see a little giants, the movie little, little giants. This is the yeah. annexation of Puerto Rico. We can beat these guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah put me in coach. I want to kick some butt. Yeah. What kind of play you got for this situation? How about the annexation of Puerto Rico? This is, the, yes. this is the, the crazy play you pull out at the end of the. I can't believe I used that reference, but this is the, the ne crazy neither play. Neither can I. Neither <laughs> can you I. You use at the end. Uh, <laughs> horrible reference. Wow. It's the fing Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> there you go. It's the fing Catalina wine mixer. Yeah, that, yeah of, of, uh, that's it. There it is. Caitlin M. Bush, thoughts on Plan 7, the Catalina wine mixer, or. Annexation of Puerto Rico. Yeah, Little Giants, yeah. <laughs> if we don't see the Catalina wine mixer at some point by the end of the series, I will be shocked. Yeah, it's it's old Chekhov's. If you hang a reference to Plant 7 in Act 1. Yes, Wrecker will recommend it, and he'll be very excited about it. Do you yeah. think they'll recommend, he'll recommend, they'll recommend it again? He'll say, no, it's still not time, and it'll and then eventually it'll finally be time. Yeah, it'll be like the, the boy who cried, the man who cried Plant 7. Yeah. I feel like that's an Ed Wood movie just begging to be made. <laughs> okay, now Tech has a way of using explosives to detach the engine cone so they'll all fall out before the engine comes on. They plant them and in some strategic spots, Crosshair's still trying to get a shot. And he's really trying to get them in their cro in his crosshairs. He's really earning Ooh. his nickname here and just going above and beyond here <laughs> trying to... It's like, we know what you're called, dude. But the engines are ready to ready to go, so he gives the order. He gives his best Patrick Stewart and says, engage. And I scream, you don't get to say that. You don't get, that's not you. You didn't earn it. You don't no. get to say that. How dare you stand where he stood? <laughs> the engine comes on, the explosives go off, and the entire cone around the engine separates and starts to fall. Crosshair tries to intervene, gets, gets blown back. By the engine is he his his plan 
literally backfires yes. on him <laughs> and he is seriously injured. Like he comes out of this and he gets it. He gets his butt handed to him a couple times in this episode. And this is the biggest one yet because he's not getting up. So the batch is falling all over the place. Crosshair also caught up in it. As I said, he turns the engines off. He's like, because now I'm in danger. So turn them off. Hunter and Omega conveniently end up landing in a different spot. And he comps the others to meet back at the Marauder. Now, clones had landed at the Marauder, as we knew. Crosshair had sent them to shut the thing down. So they get there. Crosshair, by the way, is screaming for a medic. And I'm thinking of Clancy Brown in Starship Troopers because I just watched that last week. (laughs) And he says, well, they'll go for their ship. So get on it. One clone calls to one of the others that went there and there's no response. And we call in and there's just down clones. The regs that were sent to locked on the shuttle, they're all down. Hunter and Omega arrive. They don't know what's happening. And then we hear the voice. Mm. We don't see it. We just hear the voice. Hunter says, someone's here. This wasn't the scrapper's handiwork. And the voice says, one much work. Wasn't much work. (laughs) And there he is, Cad Bane, with a new Western twangy theme, which I'm just in love with. And then, to make it even better, who sails on out of the ship, a Toto 360, his droid voiced again by Seth Green. I've taken down so many clones over the years. Once you figure out one, the rest are easy. And he's mouthing his toothpick the whole time. Hunter says, you're in for a surprise. (laughs) Bane says, I I doubt that. And Hunter says, who hired you? Bane says, son, that's confidential information. Now hand her over. Hunter says, she's with us. She's not going anywhere. (laughs) Bane says, that's unfortunate for you. So we have a standoff, blaster pistol draw style, and this, this right here, is the old animatic. It's very Mm. similar to that Bane Boba animatic, except obviously different because it's Bane Hunter. Caitlin, as such an enthusiast on Westerns and everything else, thoughts on this standoff moment? It's fantastic. It's a classic Western showdown, uh, and I am really looking forward to seeing more of Cad because you know that that's just going to come along with the territory, always, is these kind of moments. I have to say, I love that you just accidentally coined the phrase Clastern, which is, <laughs> I think we should adopt. It's classic Western, also yeah. known as Clastern. Classic Western. <laughs> okay, that's enough of that. Okay, well, the result of the standoff is they draw on fire. Bane gets Hunter. The Hunter is yeah, not like right sick away. enough for. For Mr. Cad Bane, you're not fast enough, Hunter. Sorry. Now, Bane gets Hunter. Hunter's shot hit. And I don't know if he meant to do this, but his shot is so far off. It it misses Bane completely. It hits Toto 360 in the leg and blows his leg off. I'm like, did you mean to do that? Well, because I think it's like he he kind of falls back. He gets hit like so quickly that like he gets hit first that his shot goes awry. Exactly. That that, that, that makes much more sense. This is why we just have to be friends till the end. Pretty obvious. Yeah. And for someone with enhanced senses, my God, Hunter. Yeah, yeah it's like, <laughs> right. well, yeah, thank w- you, were there just no electromagnetic things going on here? Because, man, did you really 
off you really off that screwed one, up, dude. <laughs> yeah, why don't, why, don't, why don't you go back to the headband store? <laughs> Nailed it. Got um, him. No, uh, so yeah, yo, zinger. <laughs> uh, Bane twirls his pistol like Django, like Mando, like some others have, and I just love it when they do that. Omega screams for Hunter. Cad Bane walks up and draws, and she draws her bow. Toto knocks it out of her hands with his leg, and Bane says, sorry, little lady, and then stuns her. And I love the nuance of him here, because I get the feeling that part of him actually is a little bit sorry. Like, he doesn't want to do this to a kid, because, you know, Cad Bane will do any job well, yeah, for I mean, the that, right That's price. my classic Western attitude, I think, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but it's uh, like, he's not relishing this. He's not... Yeah. Taking real pleasure in it. it. Who? I mean, also, who is he called? The previous times he said "little lady," he said it with a lot more. Oh, look at with a lot more uh, bite. Like when he says it to Ahsoka in the Clone Wars, it's mm. more is more mocking. It's certainly mocking when he says it to Padme Amidala, who is alone in the big city and has one week to save her oh, internship no. at the magazine. But when love intervenes, <laughs> no, it no, cannot. No, 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 you, no, had no, this. no you had this no. ready to go. <laughs> Surely no, I don't no. know what you're talking about. No. Now, it's done. It's not. Sh- it's, okay. it's done. No, it's done. There's nothing you could do. It's, it's in there. Anyway, love, love. There's finds still a way. so much show left. <laughs> There's actually not. Hunter comes in as the batch wakes him up. We're in his POV, which this was really cool. And it's something the helmet POV from the clones, something mm. we rarely get as they drag him onto the ship. And it's just very well done. Wrecker grabs Omega's bow and they're off. And Hunter says he took Omega, a bounty hunter. We have to find her. And it's just, again, I, I'm sure you guys had this too. There were some vibes of, uh, Dark Trooper stealing Yoda baby. Yeah. Some, uh, but Night Snake's not quite the same thing. It's right. Yeah. It's like Vader's giving it to the bounty hunter. It's like, so we have, we have to, we have to now go save Omega thoughts on where you think we may go next. Caitlin and Bush. Oh gosh. Uh, back to Camino. Maybe I think that that, is, uh, that's, uh, probably where he's delivering Omega to. And so they'll have to go back to Camino and face down all of the other clones and sneak in to save her. Hmm. Stealth mission to Camino. Yep. I like the sound of that. Matt yeah. Romano, thoughts? Well, I hope it's uh, they're not like sneaking on to a, uh, a Star Destroyer. We haven't seen that before in Star Wars. No, so let's, that'd let's, be fun. <laughs> let's hope it's not like sneaking on to a Star I mean, Destroyer. You're, you're, we, we've seen that. Many, oh, you're kidding. I'm kidding. I'm He's kidding. Yes. Sarcastic. Yeah. Because they, they, they're always sneaking on the Star Destroyers. And <laughs> you, you sold it very well. I was, I I, <laughs> no, it's you. true. Yeah. They do that like every week. I myself yeah. do that pretty much every night. Yeah. I love the Camino thing. I mean, I just think that's going to yeah. that's probably going to take some time. I think that, like, first of all, they have no idea what who Cad Bane is. So all they know is yep. a bounty hunter took Omega. So, like, they've got a yeah. little bit of a, a quest to go on right now. They're probably going to have to go to back to Sid, to Sid who's yeah. good at coming, getting bounty hunter names, just not who hired or them. Or pictures of Be them. Like, that's, yeah. that's Cad Bane. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who hired him, but his name is Cad Bane. Yeah. And he's kind of a little more famous at this point than Fennec Shand, who's just getting started. Yeah. I think we're going to get a few like uh, Omega, you know, a few scenes Omega like on the table in, in Camino being like, to- like not tortured, but like questioned. And, you know, we're going to get right. a little back and forth. Her learning a little more exposition about what's going on at Camino. That's going to be our way into what the hell's going in over who there. She is. Yeah. And and also some probably some scenes with Crosshair of her. Yeah, like, absolutely. Maybe they'll be in the same medical bit. bay or something. 
Yeah. Know? It's like, hey, Crosshair, you know, take a few logs off that fire. Yeah. <laughs> That's, you know, half your whole thing by like 25% here. Hey, crossfire. Um, am I right? You know, fire, burn. You know, <laughs> you're fire. not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> with that, I see what you we're going to go to break, but we're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Don't turn us off. Hello. I don't know about you, but when I'm floating around listening to podcasts, sometimes I find myself wanting merchandise with the name of that podcast on it. What merchandise? T-shirts, mugs, stickers, fanny packs, and more. Return of the Pod now sells merchandise, so go to returnofthepod.store for all of your merchandising needs. I know what I'm going to buy, and I'm 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 lying. I'm not going to buy anything. I don't like the show. I'm not going to. buy I don't care. It does just say stick to the say the words. Why don't you say the just words? Say not... the script. Stick to the script. Why don't you stick to the script? All right. You do you. I do me. All right. No, just please, just say the line at the end. No, I just don't say want... it. Uh... I love Return of the Pod, and I love Return of the Pod.store. If you can't take my word for it, then you can't take words at all. That doesn't even make any sense. Yeah, well, neither do you. We're back, and now it's time for some galactic points of interest. Good news has come to the citizens of Lothal. In comics, on June 23rd, we get Star Wars Adventures issue number five. And this is, of course, the second run of that title, coming from IDW. It's going to include Anakin and Padme Amidala trying <laughs> to have a romantic night in. But Anakin gets kidnapped by outlaws. <laughs> oh, no. Also, the magazine's in trouble again. From the bedroom to the boardroom, love is always on the table. Okay. Uh, that's actually okay. most of that is actually what's happening in the comic up yeah. until Outlaws. The, the stuff about the magazine. Well, I don't know. We'll see if it makes it in there. I, I'd say IDW, call me. Um, and that is, I promise, Caitlin, the last Padme Amidala bit of the episode. <laughs> now, another tale in this issue will also feature Tarkin. So I'm like, this is going to be one hell of an issue having so Anakin and Padme's romantic night out spoiled by pirates. Also, here's a Tarkin story. Don't you just hate that? <laughs> yeah. this, what is this issue going to be? I'm like, oh, and can we tie them together, please? But I don't think so. <laughs> Who, who's going to crash Anakin and Padme's romantic night? Governor Tarkin. Oh, hello. Oh, no. It's uh, past your bedtime. You may fire oh, one no. lady. Um, <laughs> okay. On oh, that same no. day, we'll get... Darth Vader 13 from Marvel, continuing his story and weaving into, you guessed it, War of the Bounty Hunters. <laughs> Issue 400. Getting the, getting, I'm getting the feeling that, wow, you guys are tired of hearing about this. But, no, uh, we, never. We're going to be on it for a while. Uh, in other news, you know how we just we got that whole dump of Star Wars vintage stuff on Disney Plus, Matt Romano? Yes, yes. I know we were all excited about it. We got Clone Wars, uh, the uh, Gandhi Tartakovsky Clone Wars. Yep. We got the animated Ewoks yep. and some other things. Caitlin and Bush, the one thing that was missing that we now have, do you know what we got now? Is it droids? It is. Yeah. Droids, the animated series 
Made Woo! by the same people that made the Faithful Wookiee segment of the holiday special and Ewoks, both of which are also in this vintage section on Disney Plus, is now on Disney Plus, and they just dropped it in there. Somebody tweeted, it's like, Amazing. oh, it's there now. I said, what? And I looked, and sure, sure as criff, there it is. There it is. And wow. Have you guys ever watched this? Yeah, remember we found of that Ewoks? box of tapes at Starbinger Base. He- Remember? I know, but beside the opening <laughs> theme, so like I, I'd watched a little of Ewoks and I'd yeah. seen the opening of Droids and some of it. But have you ever sat down and watched an episode of Droids? No, about it scares me. Have you ever sat down and watched three or four episodes of Droids back to back before going to bed? Because. I would recommend not doing that because that's what I did last night. And let me tell you, one of the worst sleeps of my life. No slight <laughs> to the people who make who who made this show. It's interesting, but it is so freaking weird. It's oh, wow. R two and three PO get mixed up with these with these uh, these speed riders or something that ride race and ride speeders, and there's. And one of them randomly just has a lightsaber, which he refers to as a handy little gadget. And it's just so. It, well, it, I'm I can't like, wait to watch it's one it. One of those things in the room. Like, tonight. All right. So one of them. Hey, no, they go to this race and they're going to have a lightsaber. <laughs> what else? We, but uh, they, there's a ra- there's a reference in terms of their racing. It's like they I forget exactly what they call it, but they call it the Boonta race or something. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Is that a real and race? That's Boonta, a real race. The Boon. They don't call mm-hmm. it the Boonta Eve Classic. Oh, okay, Boonta okay. Eve. As we hear. But they do say the Boonta race. I'm like, oh, okay. So that's the one thing. Anyway, if fans, if, if listeners want to take a little ride on the White Witch with this cartoon, go ahead. I'm just, and I'm not even kidding. Don't watch it at night. And for <laughs> anyone that is complaining about the Bad Batch or anything, I'm just, I, you know, I when I, I was rewatching a little Bad Batch today, and they've come a long way. Yeah, as I say, look how far just, we've come, gang. The, yeah. In such a short space and time. Yeah. Uh, well, there's that. So that's there for your there for your enjoyment. And what else is here for our enjoyment? I'm trying to think. It's a presence I've not felt in oh, a few weeks, and oh I know it's a fan favorite segment. What could it be? Oh, that's right. It's the motherfucking Catalina wine mixer <laughs> captain's corner. I haven't had my muffin yet, Matt. Hey. My goodness, you feel that like reverberate against the hull? That, that feels just energy. so much better now that we're back. Yeah, we're just back on the star binger now. It just feels like so much better. Am I right? Am I right? Yeah, I agree. It, it's it's we try we tried, and when we're back on star binger base, we'll we'll do our best. But this segment belongs on a ship. No, you know, star binger base. It was nice, but you know, it was just a corner. You know, it didn't have that whole. It didn't have the right the same vibe. You know. Unfortunately, I agree. that was that was it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it is a beautiful day here in the corner. If you look out to the window on your left, because we can do that now. We are in space. We're not looking at yes. anything. We're just flying along. Right, Brian? Yeah, we're in hyperspace. Right we're in now. hyperspace. So, and just we're not going to tell anybody space. where because we got people following us. We got people following us. We're in space. We're in space. Can- canonically. Yeah. Canonically. We following us. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So speaking of canonically, uh, so what are we talking about today? Well, as you guys know, uh, this past Sunday was Father's Day. Yes, yeah. and happy Father's Day to you, Matt. Oh, a thank father. you. Uh, you know, I didn't mean to. to- 
in real life and in our own made up canon. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. and I know you weren't going to do this, but I wanted to get this in there. Happy yeah. Father's Day to you oh, and to all you. our listeners. Here's to the fathers who are with us and the fathers that are not with us. And Star Wars and fatherhood, they go together like peas and carrots, don't peas they? Peas and so. carrots. I mean, it really is all about fatherhood a lot of it, a lot of the time. A lot of father, son, daughter relationships. Yeah. Am I right? There's a lot of fathers. And there's also a lot of mothers. Yeah. A lot of mothers. It's about family. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you got... You got family, found <laughs> blood doesn't matter. Family. Yeah, so exactly, Matt. What are we talking exactly. about? Exactly. So anyway, what are we talking about today? Well, they, well, we're talking about because of Father's Day. We're talking about one of the best dads in all of Star Wars, or at least one of our favorite dads, uh, which we shouted out on Twitter over the weekend. And we're talking about the one and only. I am your father, Elon Sleaze Bagano, otherwise Hell known yeah. as. Do you want to buy some death sticks? You want to buy some death sticks? You don't want to sell me death sticks. Yeah, yeah. The infamous death stick dealer who tried to tempt Obi-Wan uh, in Attack of the Clones. Uh, but now hold up. I know, uh, oh, like you guys, I know you guys know, but people out there might not know this. They, and they might yes, be wondering. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Pump wait, the brakes. Wait, Elon Sleaze Baganano. First of all, I love this name. Sleaze Bagano. Bagano. <laughs> Is there a more like, on point Bagano, Bagano, Bagano. Bagano. Elon Sleaze Bagano, right? Well, so, he's a sleaze bag, so <laughs> just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That works. Well. Listen, my last name is Romano Sleaze Bagano. I don't know if there's a that's <laughs> an Italian thing going on. Should I be offended yeah, here? Sure, there's a correlation. Yeah, there's like, going hey, on. Do you want to buy us some death sticks? <laughs> yeah. He doesn't say that. He doesn't hey, do hey, that gesture hey. either. Exactly. It's me, uh, Elon Sleaze Bagano. <laughs> so what about Elon? So anyway, Elon, Elon. So anyway, he's a father. Uh, this might blow your mind, but uh, it turns out that when Obi Wan actually sent him off. And said, You don't want to sell me death sticks. I don't want to sell you death sticks. You want to go home and rethink your life. I want to go home and rethink my life. He actually did that. And uh, if you look closely in the background of a panel in the canonical comic book Star Wars Adventures number 25, you can see Elon walking with what appears to be his adorable, lovable child. Um, and this Ooh. all but confirms that he did go home and rethink his life and Rethinking his life led to possibly fire fatherhood and, uh, you know, just being a great dad. So what do you guys think about it? Isn't that, isn't that beautiful? I hope so. I hope that he went on and had a full life. Yeah, you, you would know. hope it worked, right? It was um, it, it not only is that Kenna's written, written that little bit of Kenna written by prolific Star Wars author Delilah S. Dawson, who wrote Phasma and Black Spire. Exactly. And I'm glad you brought that up, because uh, if you haven't seen this, you know, head to our socials and check out this post, because in the post, you know, we we have uh, a picture of, of of Elon and a picture of the panel in which the comic <laughs> book. Every time we're you say Elon, I think of somebody else, <laughs> <I> know, right? <laughs> Same. Um, but we we tagged uh, Delilah S. Dawson, uh, the writer of the story, in our tweet, along with Margot Saltel, uh, who is the illustrator of that comic book, and they were both gracious enough to comment and share our posts. And uh, Delilah actually gave us a retweet and said in her retweet. I feel like this might be my greatest canon win. Proof that Elon Sleazebegano really did turn his life around. Perfectly captured by M. Saltel, which is Margot Saltel on Twitter. Uh, so really amazing. And then Margot on Instagram uh, shared our Instagram post in her story. And she said, aw, with some heart emojis on our post. Which, yeah. You know, 
That's big. It's time. an awe no. moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah you know so. a fun a fun thing about that I'd never realized until like a couple of weeks ago about Elon. What's Ellen Elon Sleeze Pagano? The, he's played by actor Matt Doran. Yes, who I didn't realize it was the same person who also played Mouse in the Matrix. Exactly, yes. exactly. A few commenters yeah. so were actually you were probably saying already that. getting there. I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't know. No, that. I wasn't even going to bring that up, but that is true. And uh, you know, it, they they look exactly alike. Fun well, facts. it's because it's the same person. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same person. Can you believe it or not? Hey, hey, let's take that guy who played mouse and put antennas on his head. All right. Yeah, sounds good. Done. So, Brian, also on Twitter, at uh, Camos Mills uh, commented on our post about this. And he said that Camos Mills, eh? Camos Mills. And he said that citizens in Star Wars have expressed fear and anger at the Jedi's ability to manipulate minds. This is clearly an instance where Obi-Wan was able to change a person's life around for the good. What are your thoughts on this? I never really thought about the ethical conundrum, which is the Jedi mind trick. Well, it's interesting. Uh, it's interesting, Matt Romano, that you bring this up because um, <laughs> it ties to something that is a uh, part of Star Wars, the High Republic that I think you may have heard me talk about before in that series. And this is, you know, years and years and years and years before any of any of the Skywalker saga. But it's actually not called the Jedi mind trick. The mm. Jedi call it the mind touch. The mind. Whoa. That sounds like something completely different. Exactly. It's yeah. called the mind touch <laughs> and they use it very, very sparingly. And they have to be very careful with it. And they know that we can't go overboard with this. We have to be careful with this because it's invasive. They're actually very they're They're much more on it. They're like, this is mm. people aren't going to like that. We can do this. We don't want people to really know that we can do this. Yeah. So they call it the mind touch. It's a Jedi who plays by his own rules called <laughs> Elzar man that, you know, it's really not a mind touch. It's more of a mind trick. Yeah. And he changes it. He stays the one who gets mind trick to catch on, but, and starts using it with a little more reckless abandon, but people don't really know they can do that. Back yeah. Then. It's something that they have a big, a bigger, lit on but yeah it's I, I know talk about powers that i should not ever have no There's no one. i'd imagine that's one reason why you were expelled just you should not be allowed to be doing well, that one of anyone. the many reasons yes. that I'm, i mean i can still do it and as far as you both know i, I have many times but um oh. in, in outside the ship in my non-jedi life boy should i not have that power <laughs> well caitlin and bush you have any thoughts on the jedi mind trick i think that it's a really dicey territory and it's uh by the time we got to Jedi that uh, had a little bit of an ego about their lives and really saw themselves as an important part of the galaxy, maybe uh, I'm sure there were mm. a few not so savory instances. Uh, yeah. Not to say that Obi-Wan was wrong because he was very right. He did good by Elon. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I'm sure there were plenty of Jedi out there that maybe abused their power a little bit. Ooh. I may write fan fiction tonight. Yeah, that is a story for another day. Well, as yeah. interesting uh, as <laughs> as interesting as all that is, this would be a captain's corner though if we didn't dive a bit deeper uh, into uh, Elon Slezbergano um, and uh, all the legends material that isn't exactly canon because there's some interesting stuff that was done uh, prior uh, to the Disney's canonization of everything. Um, for example, Ooh. in Legends, it's established that his name is actually Elon Sabagano. Um, so it's they take out the sleaze. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> like, All right. Yeah. Sorry about that. It's like, no, 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 no. The credits in the movie say Sleaze Pagano. <laughs> yeah, Sleaze. We're, nope, we're going right back to is. that. Yeah. And George yep. Lucas is actually one who named him uh, Sleaze yep. Pagano. So, hey, what George says, 
Um, there's a story about Elon offering to sell Django Fett Rancor nail blades, uh, which is a weapon. Uh, two nights before meeting Obi-Wan at the Outlander Club, which is interesting. He meets now, Django. Do those blades come from Patissa or Moochie? <laughs> Patissa, definitely. Sensitive <laughs> subject, but definitely Patissa. Um, Patissa. <laughs> Uh, but then years later, there's also a story, of course, about Elon working with Boba Fett. Uh, he, he's driving around Coruscant in this story, trying to sell him all kinds of illegal stuff. He actually ends up selling Boba a weapon that he uses in an assassination attempt on Mace Windu. Because, uh, of course, you know, you know, Mace cut Boba's dad's hat off. <laughs> Boba's dad's hat off. No, keep that. Please keep that. Please keep that. That's yes, good stuff. I will. <laughs> he did cut off Boba's Boba uh, dad's got his head back. <laughs> I mean, but anyway, dad's Boba Father's Fett's Day. Looking Father's for a hat. <laughs> Happy Father's Day. <laughs> so anyway, yep. all right. So Elon sleeps Bagano. That's all very interesting. We can talk about him all day. We got to keep going. But we know what's more interesting. When I dove into all this, you know what's really the most interesting part of Star Wars. Oh no. No, we're talking about death sticks. <laughs> Death sticks. Do you smoke death sticks? Yeah, you know, not not today. Not today. So, according to Wikipedia, a death stick uh, was a highly addictive, illicit substance readily found in the underworld of Coruscant and other locales across the galaxy, delivered inside a luminescent sticks. Uh, they were a favorite among desperate addicts and thrill seekers. Death sticks were created from distilled and refined Ixaltol Salona. Uh, made from the Balo mushrooms found on the planet Balosar. My so mind. isn't that interesting? <laughs> the legend's uh, material. It's, you think of the advertisers. It's like, <laughs> they, it's, this really, we want to go with Death Stick? Yeah, well, like, I don't that necessarily yes, know if they, what they, do. they named it, but that's what they do, the Death Sticks. They like, kill you. Yeah, because it's edgy. It's, it's really edgy. It's like, yeah, <laughs> but it's going to turn people off. No, it's edgy, square. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Um, Well, uh, apparently they offer a uh, euphoric sensation and a brightly colored hallucinogenic experience to users. uh, Much like the experience of hanging out with me. (laughs) Almost (laughs) the same. And just like hanging out with you, it kills you the more you use it. The more you use it, the faster you die. (laughs) Also accurate. So that's why it's called Death Sticks. Um, It's got to be careful. Um, But anyway, again, bad stuff. Don't do drugs, although they, they do kind of sound kind of cool. The brightly colored who lose genetics. Don't do drugs, although drugs do <laughs> sound kind of cool. cool. I'm saying don't do the them. fictional death wow, sticks this, do. This segment has become a minefield. <laughs> so anyway, let's move on. Um, don't, don't do drugs. <laughs> so anyway. Seriously. Uh, before we uh, we move on, though, I mean, Brian, it's not worth it. It's really not worth it. It's it? not. No, it's not. Yes, yes not. not. No, um, but, but, but I know we're really going off on a tangent here on drugs now, but there are other drugs in the galaxy <laughs> far, far away. And I think that you know a little bit more about them. Give us some more knowledge. Yeah. Drop more knowledge for us. It's interesting because the, you get a death stick reference every now and then in canonical books and comics. And even in High Republic, again, yeah, I'm on this again. There's at least one reference. So death sticks at least go back that far. There's at least one reference there. I don't remember which book it was in. But in Into the Dark by the great Claudia Gray, a lead character is a, pi- a pilot named Leox Giassi, who just has his shirt open like to the belly button and wears he's, and wears beads. He's like w- walked right off of uh, right out of Mardi Gras onto this ship. And he is just <laughs> one of the coolest characters. But he always has a spice stick ah. out of his mouth. 
And it's it's clear that we don't know exactly how it's it's getting him high. It's some station in some way. He's always chewing on it. It's always. Yeah. But then they end up the spice also, which they're hauling because some of it's illegal, has some medicinal properties. And towards the end of that book, it's good that this ship is illegally carrying some spice because they're able to heal somebody before they, it's like, we don't, we got to heal them up fast before we can get them to the, to, to the local ER yeah. or whatever the hell they call it. It's like, but they don't have the time. So they use spice. So it has medicinal qualities as well. Uh, so he's always chomping on this spice stick, but also he's a brilliant pilot. He's a crack shot. He's a good guy. So he's just, <laughs> it's just part of his, it's part of the whole swing and lifestyle thing that he's got yeah. going on. <laughs> Leox Giassi, and that is canon. That, and that's a good book. Everybody everybody shall read that. Uh, kind of makes a fellow wonder. <laughs> well, thank you, Brian. See, that was very, that was very. Uh, You're welcome, Matt Romano. Thank you. So anyway, um, uh, that's, a, that's a quick trip around uh, drugs and death sticks and, and spice and <laughs> Elon Sleaze Bagano. It was very coherent, Captain's Corner. How Caitlin, would do you have any, start, any final this, thoughts on. This is supposed to be about Father's Day. Well, <laughs> I don't know how we got here. <laughs> I'm really oh, good. I'm like, it sounds like I'm doing death sticks as I'm coughing. I, um, <laughs> it's, it's Captain's Corner. That's how we got here. <laughs> this is okay. true. Well, anyway, uh, this has been a spirited look back at one of the most uh, unsung heroes in Star Wars, Elon Sleazebagano. Uh, Sleazebagano. And the galactic scourge of death sticks, spice, and all the drugs from a galaxy far, far away. Don't do drugs. And thank you for visiting Captain's Corner. Goodbye. I tell you, you know who does drugs in the High Republic? The Nile. The, the Nile, villains. yeah. And they are oh. awful. They pump themselves up with drugs or whatever else, and it's a lie, and they are terrible people. You do not want to be on the side of the Nile. They are awful. Yeah. So if there's any canonical reason to stay away from drugs, huh, right there. You have it right there. And now, stars above, I'm going to turn it over to the Jedi Master for our next segment. This is Obi-Wan Kenobi, and now it's time for Caitlin's Word of the Week. The Word of the Week is... CAD. Good job, Caitlin. She seems to be on top of things. Ah, CAD. Ah, it's one of a CAD. He's a CAD, see? And that's going to take us into real talk. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. Thank you to Bloodshot Guns with a Z for your nice comments on Apple Podcasts. Also a hello and welcome back to AMCK Webster who commented on Instagram that she just found out we were back. They're more and more rolling in every day. Yeah. I love it. The former listeners keep rolling in. <laughs> and also on Twitter, a big thank you to Taylor F. Brim for writing something really, really nice. It's really, really appreciated. I'm not going to repeat it here because that would be a, we'd be a little too into ourselves if we did that. <laughs> but it was a really nice comment, and we really appreciated it. With the, oh, a zoo is poking me. What is oh, it? Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. Um, I looked into it. Like I said, I was going to do, and there are many more guilds and gangs that are after you now. Now, a few groups united by one guild that, I don't know what this is about, but they call themselves the Hat People. What? I've never heard of them. They're, they're bounty hunters? No. The Hat People aren't bounty hunters. They're assassins. Isn't that right, Kate? Yeah, they're a force-sensitive assassin's guild. They were my force-sensitive assassin's guild. 
Whoa. So uh, <laughs> you could just call them off then, right? Just, you know. Would that it were so simple. Why are they called the hat people? Well, we wear hats. They wear hats. <laughs> Uh, oh. Well, this just oh. got a whole lot more okay. complicated, and we thought Padme Amidala's love life no. was rough. We'll oh, no, leave it no. there as yeah. now we have to go get the third piece of the key as fast as possible. But join us next week where we'll continue coverage of the Bad Batch and do a whole lot of other stuff, too. In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, at Return of the Pod. You can also find us directly. Caitlin and Bush, you can be found where? I can be found at at Caitlin M. Bush. That is C-A-I-T-L-I-N-M. Bush like the beer, not like the presidents. Matt Romano, you can be found where? You can find me at at Matt Romano on Twitter. M-A-T-T-R-O-M-A-N-O. And I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and wherever else. At Brian Silliman. That's at B-R-I-A-N. S is in Sky Guy. I-L-L-I-M-A-N. Stretch out with your feelings and share your thoughts. We love hearing from you. Subscribe, leave a comment, and give five stars if you're feeling generous. Snoke him if you got him. Take it, Sheevy. And remember, hope is like the sun. If you only believe in it when you can see it, you'll never make it through the night. This is the way we have spoken for light and life. Many boats, the force will be with you always. Be the spark.